aren't even paraplegics who have played wheelchair basketball. Yeah. Which I think is great. Gives the sport some legitimacy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not just uh, you know the disabled who are playing it. It's normal people. So yeah, that's Congress for you. Yeah. Uh, s- listeners, welcome to the Slazoom podcast. Slazoom, motherfuckers. This episode is brought to you by Fingernail Clippings. Fingernail Clippings, the hottest new accessory to go along with fingers. Yeah, fingers, uh, toe jam, belly button lint. You mix them all up together for a nice, nutritious um, uh, smoothie. Yeah. And that's that's a good way to start a day. Yeah. Good way to start your life, frankly. You know, toe jam is way grosser than it has any right to be. Like, how... How gross do you think it has a right to be? Well, I'm like, of all <laughs> the question. things that your body produces, you feel like the grossest things would come out of your asshole or uh, and or genitalia or, like, vomit or something like that. You don't think that to- toe jam would be as gross as it is. You feel like you're cleaning under your toes and you've got this tiny little, like, uh, head of a pin thing that you dig out and it stinks up the whole fucking room and you're like, this is goddamn disgusting. How is this this nasty? Doesn't add up. I do not share that experience. I definitely don't either, and you're the only one. <laughs> what is wrong with yeah. your feet, man? Uh, yeah. Listener, we'll do a Kickstarter. If you send, uh, if you send us $50, I will put some of my toe jam smeared on a postcard and mail it to you so you can weigh in. <laughs> I think um, that would make you a terrorist, technically. <laughs> That's worse than sending anthrax through the mail. Yeah. Jeez. That might be part of it. That that could be. Yeah. Anthrax yeah. toes? Maybe my feet are just, like, rotting off. And it's actually just, like, chunks of rotting flesh. Well, you know. Again, you're not going in the army, so you don't need legs or feet or anything. So That's right. That's you're right. good. Just right. chop, chop it off. Start with a clean yeah. slate. In fact, in the Navy, they actually like them like that because then they can just install a mermaid tail and they don't even have to pick <laughs> around with getting rid of the legs first. Yeah. Like, ah, fresh slate. Do you think uh, it's specifically a mermaid tail? Where yeah, it's got, it's got a vagina. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that comes in useful at sea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, here we are again. Yeah. We're back after a week hiatus. And we still... Actually, it's going to seem like more than that, because we still don't have our last pod um, put up, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, We're going to do a double album. That one should be up by the time you hear this one, or not. I might just throw that one away, or I'll <laughs> save it for like a Christmas special. I worked really hard on that one. <laughs> hard on. So, yeah, uh, the things we eat when we're binging video games and or... Uh, like a TV series or something like that. I remember... Uh, so, so this is what I love about... Uh, I, this isn't new at all. But, uh, like, Tostino's had that couch hard thing where they were like, are you a lazy piece of shit who can't... You know, who hasn't showered in five days and is getting bed sores from the couch? Eat some pizza rolls out of the microwave. Which was fucking great because I'm like, thank you! You know, all, all these other companies... Uh, like snack food companies, they're like, Doritos, the sophisticated choice. They're like, Doritos, these are for awesome people who fucking do extreme sports and uh, ride 
BMX bikes on the back of camels, and the camels are surfing in lava. You know, it's like no, no one, no one who's consuming your product is doing anything remotely interesting. If anyone is consuming your product, they're just they're fucking. Like, getting drunk watching TV. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, high and binging Ren and Stimpy. So they need to show, like, the disgusting things people do with Doritos. Like, Ethan at home picking toe jam out with a chip and eating it. Yeah. Like, that's that's the real American way to eat Doritos. <laughs> I mean, you're already eating Doritos. It was, yeah. it was so refreshing, though. It was like, yes, that is, that is what people do with pizza rolls. Quit pretending they're good. Being like, pizza rolls for those who've given up on life. Pizza rolls are pretty great, though. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, you can... <laughs> Case in point. You make, like, um, you know, you, you buy a bag of them, and it costs, you know, about 50 cents or something. They're ridiculously cheap because they're literally made out of dirt. And, uh, you know, you get, like, six of them spread it out in, in a, on a plate. You can zap it in the microwave for, I don't know, between 10 seconds and, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. <laughs> No matter how long you do it, it'll be frozen in the center, or you know, molten lava. Or There's no easy, way. It's like easy. This this is getting into uh, Jim Gaffigan's stand-up set here with hot pockets. We're gonna get a lot. This is completely different. This, yeah, this is totally different. This is much smaller and um, uh, yeah, shittier. Yeah, this is, this is much, much different size. Like like hot pockets. You know, that's more of like your that's from general relativity. You know dominates the behavior of Hot Pockets. Or pizza rolls are so much smaller, that's when you get kind of like quantum mechanics. Thank you, Ethan, for, <laughs> for bringing that in. That is, yes, exactly that, is, that is all fact right there. <laughs> that is exactly what a line between those you know, two, <laughs> two major areas of physics is. Somewhere between pizza, pizza rolls and Hot, hot Pockets. Pocket. Yeah, it is actually true. Um, but actually, a pro tip, though. I mean, So actually, going on with what I was saying... So you make, you make like five or six of them, and you say, okay, that's all I need. That's a nice snack. I'll take them over to the computer. I'll, you know, play my video game for a little while and eat my, eat my, um, um, my pizza rolls and, um, you know, get my keyboard and mouse all greasy like you do. <laughs> and then well, you know, wipe, wipe it off on my shirt, because, you know, that's also what you do. Yep. And then, you know, about ten minutes later, you're like, hmm. You know what I can really go for? About six more pizza rolls. <laughs> and so you just repeat this until you're out of pizza rolls every time. And actually, here, here's a real thing. Because pizza rolls, they taste like absolute garbage because that's what they're made of. But you can make them taste a little bit better if you just put like a little bit of hot sauce on the top. Really? It really complements the flavor well. Yeah. It puts them right over the top to be like slightly palatable. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of, so what, what started this, uh, this discussion, uh, shortly before the pod, or before the recording kicked in, uh, Caleb was discussing that he hasn't bought groceries in, like, literally weeks. Yeah. Um, so, a, uh, a former guest of the pod, um, if, if they appear again, we could say, like, running guest of the pod, uh, Mike, when I was roommates with him, yeah, he used to just, like, buy a loaf of white bread, um, and if he was feeling really fancy, he'd buy a, a can of refried beans and just eat it over the course of, like, three days. Just just bread. I think my 
for my most shameful eating and binging habits, uh, when I had my... Black tar heroin. Yeah. And um, marshmallows. Oh, yeah. They call that the uh, Calcutta cocktail in uh, Bangladesh. Oh, nice. I don't know why. Put it I don't in. know why in Bangladesh they're like, you know that country that's to the west of us and they have that city Calcutta? They're like, yeah, that's what we call this. <laughs> Or maybe you put it between some crackers and it's some sort of, like, weird s'more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, during my infamous uh, Stargate SG-1 binge, when I watched the entire series of SG-1 in a semester, yes, that's quite the achievement. There's, <laughs> yeah, like, 17 seasons of it. Yep. 20 episodes, hour long. Yeah. Uh, unashamed at the end of that show. It's just ridiculously weird. Yeah. Yeah, it... It becomes a parody of itself. Yeah, once the and space can... Catholics show up. Yeah, it's, it's a little over the top. Space the Pope. Space Pope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, um, so, so I was in college, and I, uh, I had my parents' uh, Sam's Club card, uh, and I bought this ridiculous quantity, I think it might have been a gross, of uh, chocolate peanut butter... Protein bars. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was like, you know, you know, protein bars, they always like, they have like, this, oh, these delicious sounding things, but it always <clears throat> tastes like some sort of industrial byproduct. I love it. Um, I love it. So yeah, I had these, I, I just spent uh, like a, a semester going through those watching SG-1. I'd watch like five episodes in a day, be sitting there like, yeah. Well, time to go to agricultural economics. You know, uh, lectures are online. I'll just read the PowerPoint, so it'll be fine. I'll, I think I'll get another one of these in. You know, I should probably eat some food. You know, I'll just eat half of one of these bars. I'll pull it out and pull out my Leatherman and cut it in half. And and uh, then, like, ten minutes later, eat the other half. So, yeah, there was there was that binge. And then when I was a... Uh, when I was a... It was a couple years earlier... This was Caleb's freshman year, um, the the first year that we were both living in, in Lincoln in college, um, and Caleb loaned me or loaned me. Caleb allowed me to copy uh, all of his uh, emulators and ROMs for the Super Nintendo, and uh, I was a I was a Sega kid growing up. Not by choice; it was mostly just because that's what we had. All my friends had Super Nintendos. That's so I uh, was always very partial to the Super Nintendo, um, never really having experienced all these uh, games that uh, my friends did. So This is the longest story in the world. <laughs> Link to the Past. I got started on Link to the Past, and um, the whole time I was playing, I, I beat it in, and I was terrible at it, so it took me like three days. Um, That's all it takes me to beat it, too. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'd gone Oorah. to Super Saver and bought a giant thing of, like, the off-brand Oreos, but they were white on both sides, filled with lemon, like the lemon sandwich cookies. Oh, hell I, yeah. I just, I just ate, I think I bought two big, giant things of those, just, yeah, just did nothing but eat those and drink coffee and beer and play Link to the Past for, like, three days. Dude, I love those... Big things of those off-brand shitty Oreos. The they're, they're basically free. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it costs you like a buck fifty to get a hundred of them. 
<laughs> also, they are free a lot of the time. Go into any old person's house, they have a dozen boxes of those, and it's, they'll give them away. Yeah, or you can steal them. Or you can steal them, because they're old. What are they going to do, fight you? Come on. They're old. I mean, they might they might have a few tricks up their sleeve. They've been around the block a time or two. Yeah, some of them <laughs> have killed a few Nazis. Yeah. They really They'll figure it. out your schedule and then just drive in front of you every day really <laughs> oh my slowly. God. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Animals. <laughs> I get just unreasonably mad when I see somebody drive like, like even if they're not in my way, just somebody driving really slowly and it's a really old person. So then I go to the South Park thing. I'm like, hey, Country Kitchen Buffet is that way. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Fuck them, I hate them. It's time for them to die. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, guys. So, no, no. Colin, that's, um, that's a, a healthy reaction to old people. <laughs> we all share that. Um, but, Ethan, you were talking about taking a long time to beat video games. One of the things that I enjoyed doing recently, or have enjoyed doing recently is watching um, speed runs of video games. Especially ones that I've played before, because it just makes me feel stupid. Um, I mean, a lot of times, they're doing things that are, like, really exploity, like clipping through walls and stuff. Yeah, cheating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then other times, just like, wow, these guys are just so practiced at this game. It's like they just have, like, you know, they know exactly the route to go through. Like, Link to the Past is a good example of this, where there's a, um, uh, I think it's twice a year, there's, like, a, a fundraiser marathon where, like, people who speedrun these games come in, and there's, like, they rent out, like, a conference center, and people can come and watch, and they raise money for charity, and anyway, um, they always have somebody doing, like, Link to the Past, probably almost every Zelda they do there because it's so popular, right? And it's... Link to the Past has been done so much that there's basically no room to improve upon it anymore. Like, every glitch has been found, every route has been totally optimized. So what they do now is there's a mod for the game called Randomizer, which basically takes every item that you find in a chest and puts it somewhere else. So, you know... I think I heard Patrick say that on Spongebob once. <laughs> so, so, Go on. For example, I mean, you could find the Master Sword in the chest where you're supposed to find the lamp right away. That's right. Sword. For example. The, the algorithm that chooses where things go will always place things such that you can, you can complete the game. It's possible. Like, you can't just, like, get stuck because there's some item that you don't have and you can't progress. But, so so now at, the, at these, these speedrunning marathons, they'll have people playing this version of the game where it's different every time. And they're still able to beat the game within, like, I don't remember exactly, let's say, like, two hours or something. Something stupid. Um, and one of the things that's fun, too, is often they'll have two people going head-to-head. And it's fun to see them, like, they're playing the same randomizer, so the items are the same, but neither of them know where they are. So it's interesting to see them make different decisions depending on like what they have and what they've seen. But most of the time it's the same because they've got just a, an encyclopedic knowledge of which items they need to get to which area, and you know which items they, you know which areas are the most rich in boxes that most likely will have things to 
get, you know, help them proceed even further. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I've actually, I've seen some of these speed runs just because you watch them all the time. Yeah. They, uh, what, what did they get through a length of the past? Like 15 minutes or something stupid like that? It's, it's something stupid, yeah. Although, I mean, there, there are different categories, um, that a lot of games will have, like, for example, in um, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. No, I don't think that's right. That's um, Ocarina. They, uh, there are different categories depending on whether or not you're required to collect um, every item or <laughs> collect just, like, the required items, like everything except for, like, Skulltolas and item upgrades and stuff. Or whether you can just beat Ganon. And so they're, they're both interesting in their own respect, right? Because, like, if you're doing a 100% run where you have to have everything, obviously you see a lot more of the game, but it takes a lot longer. And it tends to be a little bit less exploity. But then, like, if there's a, an any percent run where you, you're not required to do anything except get to the end of the game, there's almost all these games have, like, some sort of, like, weird glitch manipulation thing that you can do where, like, from the first dungeon, I don't know, you, like, take two steps forward, you take one step left, you know, you turn around and shake your booty or something, and it just transports you directly to the end or something, you know. It's just like all these, these weird little glitches that you can do. You know, I was just trying to appear interested. Um, I asked, what does that take, 15 minutes or something? And then we got that answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- I, th- there's lots of interesting ones. I mean, the, the best ones are, of course, the ones of games that you've, all, that you've played, right? Because then you, yeah. you know... Um, how hard things are normally. And another one, um, Colin, you've played this game, and listener, you've played this game, I know. Uh, Morrowind? Um, there are ones for Morrowind, which are interesting. Yeah, because there's all like the boots of Icarid Flight or whatever. You get them and you just land right at the <laughs> yeah. boss and fucking kill him. Yeah, you just jump directly from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Because <laughs> you could just fly through the air. Yeah, that, that one's kind of funny. But the, yeah, uh, yeah. The one that's um, that I was thinking of was Jedi Outcast, where I remember playing that game. So, listener, if you're not familiar with this game, this is a Star Wars game. It's like a first-person like lightsaber fighting game from like the It'd early two thousands. Jedi Outcast was like a Star Trek game. That would be or like ironic. an NCAA football game. Like, yeah. wow, this is misleading. It's like a Mario game. Wow. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, I guess Mario Galaxy is a thing now. But anyway, I remember playing that game as a kid and how the bosses were just impossibly hard. I was so bad at the game. Like, there are a couple big, like, Sith bosses that you have to fight over the game. And you watch these speed runs, and basically the guys just, like, run up to them and kill them within, like, two seconds. It's like yeah. they just know exactly like the right motion and what the AI is going to do, and they can just like do it over and over and over again consistently. I, I remember doing that one time when I was playing through, and I got to the, the big bad guy at the very end, mm-hmm. and I just you know, you do the hard swing, and it usually it won't kill him one swing, but then he like has a weird upswing to it too. So I just got him with all of that, just right away. Just came up to him, swung once, killed him, and won the game. Yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, there's such a big lead-up to it, and there's this epic music, and you're in, like, this big 
arena where there's all these like environmental traps and stuff that you're meant to use to defeat him. No, just walk up to him and wave your lightsaber at him once or twice and he's dead. Yeah. Straight and it's it's kind of shitty though too. It's it's a good thing that the AI isn't too much of an asshole because he can just beat you every single time, no matter what. Mm. Like he can just like force choke you, and you can't do anything about it. Oh yeah. You can try to push him back or anything, but it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 He is definitely just straight up stronger than you. You just have to count on the AI being dumb. I remember uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. The final boss in that one is kind of a piece of shit, too. Like, if you try and do anything fancy, like, engage him and get close to him, you'll just get fucking... He'll drain your health in, like, half a second. But he's, like, in the middle of this big circular thing. So you just get, like, as far away as you can on the perimeter of that. Just strafe. Just keep it on him. Just keep firing. Going in a circle. Keep strafing and... He, he'll die, and it's like, th- there was no nice middle ground of, oh, well, this will be a nice challenge, but I can I can do it if I, you know, if I get used to it. No, it's like either you walk up and try and do something else, and he just fucking destroys you, or you'll just be a fucking coward and strafe around the outside and keep shooting until he dies. Yeah, I... Yeah. Is this like... I remember that old Wolfenstein game, where you get to the guy at the very end, and you're, like, in a corridor when you meet him. You open the door, and... Yeah, he just blows you away. So, I remember what I always did when I was a kid. I'd walk up to the door and then turn around and run as fast as I can away. Yep, yeah. And then just, you'd shoot him and then run, then you shoot him and then run. Yeah, I remember that one, I'd have to, like, I'd open it and I'd, like, hold the shift and go backwards while shooting. And I, oh, yeah. I, I figured out where I could, like, walk backwards and, like, get behind the nearest pillar. But by the, by the time I got by that pillar... Where I had some cover. I was already down to like 20% health. And then you just have to like try and sprint for the next health packet. And four out of five times a bullet will hit you and you'll die. But, you know, one of those times you'll get to it. You can kind of start piecing yourself back together. But yeah, that guy's a real bastard. Yeah. Mr. Fighting Chain like a bitch is... Arms, man. Fighting like a bitch is a tried and two strategy in video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do that way too often. Yeah. Especially in like... Um, games where you have to build on something. I, like, try to save all my resources as much as possible by fighting like a bitch. It takes a, you know, ten times as long to yeah, win that way. It's a tried and true strategy in games, and in real life, I mean, what else uh, do you call drone warfare? Yeah. <laughs> fighting like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, guerrilla warfare in general, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's, I mean, it's not the same thing, but yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish guerrilla warfare involved gorillas, like, Give it time. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, I mean, once we can sort of, like, implant um, chips into gorilla brains, mm-hmm. and then they can, um, and we, we can mind control them yep. and use them to fight each other, we can have these big gorilla wars. You mean, like, computer chips or, like, Doritos? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I feel like if we implanted uh, Doritos into the gorilla's brains, they would just, like, sit around, like, binging TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Binging Spongebob all high. Yeah. And it all comes around again. Yeah. Colin, you haven't regaled us with a good story of uh, poor nutrition while making poor life decisions that are the best life decisions. That's just the story of Colin's life. <laughs> yeah. No particular <laughs> hey, one stands out. Not anymore. I got someone who cooks for me, oh, usually. Yeah. 
Not not this week, though. Yeah. That was the best thing about... Yeah, Claude was the best roommate, because there'd always be, like, two slices of pizza left. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. That's right. I, I do remember my mom being worried about that. She's like, you can't live off of frozen pizzas. I'm like, I have so far. Watch me! <laughs> <laughs> that's where you're wrong. It's so easy. I still, like... Nicole's gone, or my day's off, or something like that. Th- throw a frozen pizza in. It's so easy. They're so damn good, too. They are good. They're not, like, the best I, thing ever, but they're... Like, the amount of delicious... The ratio of delicious to effort is way the fuck Yeah, off. it's really good. Yeah. Also, price. Like, you can get the cheap ones, especially they're on sale, like, a lot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stock up on them. Yeah, yeah I don't buy them unless they're on sale get anymore. Get the ones that are expired. Definitely. The ones that are already ripped open. Ripped Somebody open. Somebody threw up in there or something. <laughs> Covered in freezer burn. Mm, I love it. Perfect. <laughs> it's just a severed it's, human it's, foot on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's not even a pizza in there. It's just plastic around cardboard. Just cook up the cardboard and eat it. <laughs> it might have a little bit of grease on it still. <laughs> I'm loving it. My McDonald's near my house is closed right now because the damn thing almost burned down the other day. Yikes. I'd always wondered. The service there was not good. I wonder what the hell they were doing. Apparently they were smoking. Wow. I don't don't know if that's what started it. I figured they were, like, smoking weed or something, because they always seemed like it, and it always took forever, and I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they were eating my fries. (laughs) Although, let me tell you, if there's a job where you're going to be high at work, at McDonald's is probably one of the best ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably listen to this and sue me. Yeah. I don't know if they started a fire smoking weed. I'm just reasonably sure. Yeah, they definitely did. Bring it on, Mickey D's. The Saloom, the Slazoom Empire's legal team will take you down. That's right. We're going to get that, that lawyer from opening arguments. He'll win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the so guy. Like uh... What are you supposed to do when you say that Merck supports Nazis? I, sh- I shouldn't say that. They're, once again, they're lukewarm on Hitler. They, uh... Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. So, uh, the Pizza Hut, beside my house, speaking of uh, fast food places with uh, shitty service, they have a giant banner, like, a meter tall by, like, four meters wide, covers the entire storefront, says... Now under new management, which just tickles my heart because I'm like, that's so great that if they're making that big of a deal, it's under new management. It's just an admission of Pizza Hut. Our former management was fucking terrible. (laughs) And if you didn't notice, it's because they put stuff in your food. Yeah. No, I, I was curious as to what the fuck could be wrong with that Pizza Hut, and I, I looked up the Yelp reviews, and people were like, oh, the pizza was really greasy. I'm like... That's Pizza Hut. Yeah, like, what what were you comparing it to? I fucking love Pizza Hut still. I, don't, I can't eat it, um, because Nicole probably won't, but it's fucking great. I think, I think Godfather's is probably my favorite, like, chain pizza place. Hmm. Papa John's is always a little too sweet. I mean, I try and like it because, you know, racism, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hate on racism. It has a good track record. <laughs> or something. But yeah, that, uh, that pizza by your place. I remember one time, 
there's there's a there's a hair in the pizza that I got from there. And it's always uh, you mean like a, a hair follicle or like a, a rabbit with really long ears? I the first one was first one then the other. The, there might have been the other one, but I don't know if I would have noticed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I like to get um, I like to get a lot of coney uh, pizza, and so sometimes yeah. uh, there's only one thing to do with a brace of conies. <laughs> Sam's there kneading some dough, well, making some marinara sauce. Oh uh, yeah, it's so nice seeing your faces, though. I'm sorry, listener. I know you're you're really wondering what we all look like. We're just like rubbing it in your face yeah. that we can see and you can't. We're all, we're all in like kiss makeup. Yeah. yeah. We're incredibly handsome. Even Sarah. Handsome. We're as good as they get. We're about four out of 72 <laughs> on the Richter scale. The Andy the Richter scale. Is that guy anything other than uh, Conan's sidekick? Because remember he had like a sitcom, or he had like some weird comedy show. Uh, yeah, it was like Andy Richter controls the universe. Yeah, like yeah, that. that was it. That was it. Wow, they really took it up to ten on the Richter scale. <laughs> nice. That should be a joke that I've never heard that before in my life. It should be a joke that's used all the time. Well, make sure you give me credit. <laughs> okay. Hopefully nobody else thought of it. I can't imagine how they could have. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb, you're enjoying the the last of your bag of wine. Ah uh, yes, yes. I have a bag of white wine, which I got because I don't know what the wines are, and I accidentally got white when I didn't want to. But <laughs> I've never seen a white wine actually called white wine before. <laughs> Yeah, this this um this bag of of wine has been to hell and back with me. I um I got it last week um, because I wanted to um, drink it and play video games like I want to do. Um, but then it went on an adventure with me. So last Saturday was a beer fest thing here in Lincoln where. There was like a, a baseball game, and then a bunch of uh, microbreweries like set up booths um, where you can go and ignore the baseball game and do something better. <laughs> by... Just like any baseball game. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, went and did that. Um, ended up getting you know mildly intoxicated there. Went to a restaurant. Everybody else got dinner. I had already eaten, so I didn't eat any food there. Just had a few more beers. And then went to a cocktail bar, had some cocktails, and then met some of Ethan's old work friends. Yeah. Um, Ethan had to go home, and so I hung out with them. Ended up at, like, one of their houses. Now, here's the thing. I hadn't met any of these people before, (laughs) and uh, I thought it would be a really good idea to take this box of wine and take it over there with my bike. And there was, you know, it's not far from where I was. It was maybe a 15-minute bike ride or something. It was in the middle of the night. It was probably after 12 by the time it was definitely after 12. Yeah. So I got there, um, drank a bunch more, kind of blacked out a little bit. I remember mostly what happened. There are some blank spots. And then it's time for me to leave. So I grab my box of wine, 
get on my bike to start coming back, and almost immediately crash. <laughs> Just like totally like fall over. And so that was that was great. You know, of course I didn't, I couldn't feel pain, so that was a, you know an upside. Um, but the downside is that the box that contained the bag of wine broke apart. So. Because I'm a problem solver, I left the box behind and just draped the bag over the handlebars of my bike and then just drove the rest of the way back to my apartment with a bag of wine draped over my handlebars, weaving back and forth, I can only assume. I think you were the first non-homeless person to do that. I mean, that's been done many times, but... Yeah. Yeah, I felt... um, very relieved when I got back and just I couldn't even make it up to my lofted bed. I just like fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> just directly beneath your lofted bed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's let's <laughs> let's the listener get the impression that like uh Caleb lives in a giant mansion and the couch is right inside the front door. Um and once you take the elevator to the third floor and then the horizontal elevator to the third wing where the master bedroom is, he has a lofted bed. Um, no, the, the yeah, we're we're talking a difference of four vertical feet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, four four vertical feet at three thirty in the morning when you're very drunk is is a gargantuan feat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially with like a ladder like this where it's like an honest to god just like tube ladder. Yeah, it's, 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 it's straight up. Of course, if I fell off, I might just fall back into my recliner. I, I could just sleep there. I actually had this problem last night. I stayed up by myself and watched Whose Line Is It Anyway and got drunk. Yeah. And about 2.30 rolls around, and I was tired. I'd switched to Star Wars at that point. And Actually. Nobody's in my house. I could have just walked into either bedroom and just fell down and gone to sleep. But, no. Got up at 4.30 and realized I was still on the couch. Nice. And it was great. Which Star Wars? The new one. The new one now is on Netflix. Oh, I, last, last I Jedi. also just recently watched that one on Netflix. Wow. Yeah. Which one? The, I've that seen that one? so last many Jedi. times. Last, okay. This is the first time I'd watched it since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Are you equally as outraged? I've gotten over my outrage. I understand mm-hmm. now that it's... What were you outraged about? Um, I was really upset. Um, spoilers. Right, yeah, spoilers, spoilers. obviously, yeah. Um, so, you know, they have that special finishing move with their ships where they can, you know, light speed through things to blow them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a lot of times where that would have been real helpful <laughs> that they never <laughs> used it for. Uh, yeah. Exhibit 1. The first Death Star. <laughs> Exhibit two. The second Death Star. <laughs> Exhibit three. The other ships that they just let get blown up without, you know, light speeding into the the uh, New Order ships. They just, like, let them, you know, run out of fuel and die. Um, yeah, so I don't really understand that. Um, the best argument that I've heard is that, like, to the Rebellion, um, every ship is very precious because they don't have very many. 
But to the Empire, I mean, they can make lots... Or Empire, First Order, whatever. <laughs> Almost literally the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, you know, can come up with lots and lots of ships. Even the really big ones, like the Star Destroyers or the Dreadnoughts and stuff. You know, and yeah, how much them. does it cost, too, to have a, whatever it is, um, hyperdrive in Star Wars? Like, install that in just a robot ship and run it through... You don't even need a Death Star. Just run a big ship through planets at light speed. Yeah? Yeah. Or even a small thing, just pop out of hyperspace in the fucking core, you know? Oh, yeah. Luke was dicking around having to shoot those torpedoes right down the exhaust port, you know? Like when you've had too much wine. Yeah. Um, And... (laughs) And, uh... It's like, yeah, they could have just fucking taken a basketball sized thing and popped out of hyperspace in the middle of there and bam no more Death Star they used that in Stargates do you remember of that of course they did they had like the the, the warp travel thing uh-huh. and they one time used it used that to warp right through the shield and like drop out on the other side of it oh yeah and like, and, like blow up a nuke there that's right yeah yeah see I mean, it probably took them about six seasons to come up with that idea, but still, <laughs> they did do it. <laughs> yeah, well, they had to work so, out the math, so they're like lead janitor. Because, you know, that's how sci-fi things work. Everyone knows everything about everything. Oh, yeah, they had Matt Damon show up for that one. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Or, yeah, no. Was that Matt Damon? I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. There's no way me. Matt Damon was in SG1. <laughs> no, I'm talking about um, um, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. yeah. No way. Matt Damon was not in Goodwill Hunting. Either. No, no. Who was it? It was. Uh... <laughs> that was fucking Matt. It was Damon. Ray Romano. I know. Come yeah, on. it was. <laughs> I thought you were kidding. Y'all are like, no, 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 Okay, it me. wasn't. I don't know. It's one of those guys. They all look the same. They all look alike. All those, all those white actors. Yeah, Marky Mark. Mackie Mac. So weren't we... Uh, Ethan, you had a topic today to talk about, right? Tom fucking Bombadil. Oh, yeah. look, I'm omnipotent. Hey, omnipotent, benevolent person. Would you like to help us take out these dark lords or do something about them? No, I'd rather sing about the color of my goddamn hat. And fuck his hot wife. That's okay. He was well, probably yeah. underage, if we're being honest. Yeah. Oh, they played her up he, super young. He kidnapped that woman and took her as his wife. And that's fact. Yeah. They're not even making that up. I'm thinking he might be the villain here, actually. Yeah. He's not a good guy. Well, I, mean, I think that is kind of the thing. He's not a good guy or a bad guy. He's just him. He's just some guy. Yeah. Some guy. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I think that is, like, the idea. Like, he's not really... Not really, um... Not good or bad. Just there. Why is he there? Only J.R.R. Tolkien knows. So, where would we place him on, like, the, um... You know, like, the classic kind of, like... I think it's oh, D&D. I'd, get, I'd say 8 on 10. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, so, I, I think it's from D&D, or it might be from... Well, like the chaotic, neutral, chaotic, yeah, chaotic versus oh, yeah. chaotic, neutral, lawful, good, neutral, evil. Where, where would we put him there? I don't know all those, so. I mean, just that it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Because like, there's 
There's, you can have like lawful good, which is like I don't know Captain America. Captain America. You can have chaotic good, which is like Iron Deadpool Man. or something. Oh, yeah. um, you can have lawful evil, which is like um, oh, I like the guy from the new Avengers movie, kind of right. Uh, the purple guy. Oh, Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a, there's, it's not just pure madness, I hate everything I'm gonna kill. Like, he's evil, but he's got, there's like a method to his madness. Or, maybe like, uh, maybe like a... Or Magneto. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. So, wh- wh- um, where do you think he's, he sits here? Is there like a true neutral? Yeah, yeah, right in the middle. Well, cause for morality, there's good, evil, and neutral, and then for whatever the one is, there's chaotic, lawful, what's the middle one? I don't know. It might also, also be called neutral. neutral. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. So I don't know. It's like he's not also like these things that are objectively bad, like the Barrow Whites. He's not killing them. He's just like stopping them from killing the hobbits. Yeah. Wasn't there a theory that he's like Eru? Yeah. Chilling out, enjoying things. I I read that too. Singing that, about um, the fucking color of his clothes. Who, for those who don't know, is like literally like God in the yeah. Tolkien yeah. universe. Yeah. The creator, yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, Tolkien had said something about, not explicitly about that, but um, like there is no embodiment of Iluvatar in Middle Earth. Okay, so that's so, not him. He's. I mean, he, might he could be have been fucking with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and it's also kind of, you know, brings up one of those things where maybe, you know, you can take author's intention or not yeah, um, yeah. and you can yeah, you're of course free to interpret it your own way you'll be wrong but you're free to <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes their intentions change as they continue to write things and, you know sure sure as, I mean yeah that's originally Sauron was a cat <laughs> oh yeah oh he's still a cat yeah did you see the extended edition yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, th- those little horns on his helmet, they were replaced with cat ears. Oh, yeah. Made, made a lot more yeah. sense. Yeah, he was actually the, that old Long Johnson cat that you see in those videos. Long <laughs> Johnson! That, that's, oh. that's, a cl- that's a deleted clip from the Lord of the Rings. I'm <laughs> 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 just imagining the scene from when... Aragorn is looking into the Palantir, <laughs> talking to Sauron. <laughs> now I hunt you, Owlong Johnson. <laughs> okay, someone's gonna have to make a magical of that. <laughs> that won't make any sense. <laughs> this, this is the fucking. This is why we started this podcast. Ridiculous shit like that. <laughs> oh man! In the outro, you got you gotta have like the audio of that that cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, okay. Tom, Tom, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Tom the Bomb Bombadil. Um. Yeah. Like nobody knows like what he is. There's, there's a lot of shit that's just kind of like out of the blue in the Tolkien universe. More than you'd think of, like... like there are like, werewolves. Yeah, yep. 
Yep. That's a weird one. I was reading about uh, Baron and Luthien. Yeah, they're like yep. fighting werewolves like half the yep. time. They're magical and fighting vampires. Dogs. Yeah, fucking vampires. Like, what the hell? Dog. dog yeah. yeah. Doesn't a werewolf bite his hand off? Yeah, yeah. He's like he cut the Silmaril out of Morgoth's crown, and then a wolf, then a werewolf came and bit his hand off with the Silmaril in it. Oh yeah, and then it killed the wolf. Yeah, because yeah, he promised to come back to her father and be like, "Oh, it's, it is in my hand." He's like, "It is in my hand, but my hand is in a wolf." <laughs> Technicality. <laughs> well, but it's like, um, you're like, oh, Lubatar made all the Valar, and they're just fucking swell, except for Morgoth, what a dick. And then it's like, well, what, okay, there's also Ungoliant, who, where the fuck did she come from? It's like, oh, she was left yeah. over from creation. Does, does it say that he created her or else, I don't or else think like filled her with malice him. at like, least at, at some point like he's at her mercy and like she's well gonna for kill like him. half a second and You're then right. he and then all like, the conjures all his powers and she fled like a bitch yeah I was like well I don't know maybe, maybe he made her and she got out of control yeah that could be I know like at that point too he had spread his powers really thin yeah making but, all those things I think she got pretty fucking hopped up when she like ate the two trees Got yeah. Mm, and they went on a that. rampage. Yeah, yeah. That was some of that. Some of that special uh, uh, maple syrup of lightness. <laughs> something. I don't know. Now you had it. We'll get it in post. Okay. <laughs> I'll just edit in a little bit of Snoop Dogg and we can. A little bit of Long John. <laughs> a little bit of Long John. <laughs> oh, when they fucking did that in South Park, that was the funniest damn thing. Like, how, what what was it? They were like um, making fun of all the poses that people always did, and then they had like faith healing, like pulling out your shirt, and and then there was the newscaster that was like uh, Long Johnsoning, where you say Oh Long Johnson in front of a train on the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. They interview that cat. Yeah, a lot of people died. That's, yeah. That's good. But I tell you, if, if I die, you know, in the next, you know, ten years, I hope, or any time ever, really, <laughs> I hope it's doing a meme. You know? That's really the best way to go out. Yeah, I want to die in a tragic right. cat bearding accident. <laughs> yeah. Or cat breading accident. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Do people do that? Surely not. Right? I mean, people got cats still. They got bread. What <laughs> else right. are they going to do on Friday night? The, the two can't stay apart. Cats <laughs> are meant to be inbred. <laughs> I mean, at, at some... In, inbred cats. <laughs> at some point, it's just, it's just got to happen on accident. You know, the cat knocks over a loaf of bread and it falls on its head. Yeah, I mean, law of large numbers, right? Right, yeah. It's like that that uh, equation about if there's life in the universe. And yeah. it's like, well, you have oh, yeah. this tiny, tiny, infinitesimally small probability of life arising, but you've got the, you know, near-infinitely large places for it to happen. So what happens when you multiply infinitesimality by infinity? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Yeah, they've done a lot of um, tweaking with that formula. I it's can't the, remember what that's... the Drake equation, right? Have they done any yep, tweaking? Drake, yep, And, Definitely. like, they figured out that it can be, like, anywhere between, like, 0% or 
or near enough as makes no difference. Zero percent that there's intelligent life somewhere else, and basically a hundred percent. Yeah. So, the, so the, the factor there, that's missing there is how much bullshit you're willing to swallow from this drink yeah. fellow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, their their conclusion is there either is intelligent life, there isn't, or there might be. Wow. That's, that's science. You can't disagree with that. That's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're, we're talking about Tom Bombadil. So he, Tom Bombadil. Here, here's another one that um, is in the same area, literally, um, but um, a bit um, a bit different. So there's some hinting in the books um, about whatever happened to the Entwives. Entwives. Okay, yeah. 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 So where where do we think that happens? Because if I remember correctly, and you guys are probably more familiar with this than I am, um, there's some rumors about um, the trees in the old forest by the Shire coming alive and moving. Oh yeah. Um, and there's uh, you know, Treebeard says you know the wives are gone. We don't know where they are. He doesn't say they're like. How did they die or anything? Yep. He just, just lost them. them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the prevailing theory: is that the Entwives are are more or less now just trees, kind of forgot who they were in the old forest. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that, that's what you know when you've had a really good night. And you're like, oh man, I thought I was a tree for three days later. <laughs> I woke up covered in mud in the forest with squirrels shitting on me. Man, what happened last night? I don't know, but I think I'm a tree. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and then with the ants, it's like, oh man, you're not going to believe this. I just had a dream. I thought I was a tree for 11,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. Turns out I'm just sort of, I'm some sort of weird tree I'm monster. I'm mostly a tree. <laughs> Tree? I am no tree. Well, I'm pretty much a tree. Yeah. <laughs> a tree. Basically a tree. <laughs> I mean, what are the what are the qualities that set me apart from a tree? Um, okay, I um, I can move. But apparently, trees can move too. Oh wait, yeah, trees can. But move. trees can move. I'm just like a tree with leadership ability. <laughs> I um, yeah, I I feel feelings. Oh wait, no, trees I guess can get angry too. Yeah, I guess. At least trees you know that. Feelings. Um, I can talk. I that might be two trees and the trees talk back. I guess yeah, maybe the trees. I'm just can like talk. a bilingual tree with like uh, some. He's uh, like a tree with a go getter attitude. Yeah. <laughs> A high-achieving tree. <laughs> Maybe it's like he doesn't need that magic water to be a sentient, moving, talking tree. And the other trees do. That's you, different. You know, the, the ants water was are curved. like Stringer Bell, for those who have watched The Wire. So Stringer Bell is a gangster from the streets. But he wants to be better than that. So he like goes to school, and he's like trying to invest all of his drug money... In real estate and stuff, and, and then spoilers. Sour Mom lights him on fire. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that series took a strange turn. I mean, that's essentially what happens. <laughs> yeah, he uh, his legs get cut out from under him, uh, figuratively speaking, and uh, he gets shot with a shotgun by a by a gangster from New York. And is literally and his, speaking, and his 
and his homo buddy. Um, yeah, so that, that's what they are. They're basically We're not talking about the wire here. I'm just trying to make analogy to a popular TV to show. To a wider audience. Everybody's forgotten about that show. Not me. Never forget. <laughs> yeah, what else? Like, the, the Tom Bombadil stuff, like... I don't know, you can read about that stuff and find yourself in a rabbit hole of things in the Tolkien universe, like Ethan yeah. said, that you don't know, like, nobody knows where it came from. Like, it's just... And it was like... And never, that, it was that like, only works, too, in his writing. Because if you do that in any other book, you're like, well, where did the fucking some such and such come from in this book? Like, who cares? There's no background on anything. I don't give a shit. <laughs> in this, there's background on everything else. It's just the things that there's not. It's like, like, how did this Adam get here, Tolkien? Yeah. Let me know. And so much of, like, the explanation or theories don't come from anything that was actually in a published work of fiction. I'll be just like, you know, in this letter that Tolkien sent to his editor once where they were discussing the outcome of a cricket match, he made a offhanded comment that... Sauron was Tyler Durden the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out that all the wizards were simultaneously Tyler Durden. <laughs> Even those weird blue ones that you never hear about. Yeah! Those fucking blue wizards. Those are the gay wizards, right? There's two of them, and they're always off together. Right? Stands to reason, yeah. I think they're actually the rainbow wizards. And yeah. They just they, they they each other wizards. They they were off running a delightful B and B out on the <laughs> Sea of Rune. I mean, they 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 had it figured out, you know. Yeah, can't say they didn't have a good time. Yeah. And what kind of Party. while we're on the the subject of, of wizard sexuality, what kind of animals was Radagast fucking? All? I mean, most anything he could fit into. I would say so that... a marsupial. Do you think a, a wizard could, like, wizard up, like, his, his dick to make it big or small? If not, then a wizard should know better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely, like, uh, I mean, the, the obvious ones are, like, deer and elk and stuff. Right, that's right. right at dick level, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's easy. <laughs> the harder ones are, like, you know his um, his um, his sleigh rabbits. Oh yeah, that could be kind of tricky. What about what about like a wading bird, like a flamingo or a stork? It's on really long legs. It's got a small body, but mm. the cloaca is right there at dick height. I'm sure he's trying. With any bird, you can just like hold it. Right? There was that gorilla or chimp that fucked a frog in real life, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so. true. Come on, you just. You gotta use some ingenuity. You can fuck all these the animals. Box, yeah. and, and now, here's a follow-up question. Or maybe this should have been the first question. Um, do you think Radagast is able to obtain consent from these animals, or does he just rape them? <laughs> I think he probably has the ability, but he doesn't ever try. Because no one else <laughs> speaks to the animals... And... That's, a, that's a perfect answer to that question. <laughs> like, he could get consent, but he rapes because he likes it. Yeah. Yeah. No, if he, if he took those rabbits out for dinner, you know. 
you know, got to know them. They probably put out on the third date, but he, he he doesn't like sex. He likes rape. That is his thing. That <laughs> he is a rape sexual. That is his sexual orientation. This is why they're so good at pulling his slave. They're just trying to get away from him. <laughs> they're running them. away from him. But uh, they can never get away from him. Nope. Yeah. Uh, and like, and you know, he's instead of a whip, he's has his dick out. He's just hitting it over the bars of the sleigh. I'm coming for me, butterball. Yeah, see, so he's got that long curly hair, so he's a thirty foot dick. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice callback. Yeah, yeah, he uses it to whip him up. This is why uh, Gandalf only talks to Radagast when he has to. Yeah, because he is a weird motherfucker. <laughs> you know, this is what happens when you know you have creations from like a cosmic being. Who doesn't really know what like he's older than time, you know, and yeah. norms are. So you're gonna get lots of crazy characters. Oh right? yeah. yeah, well, cause like he's older than time, so his perception of time is like, okay, Radagast, you take the rabbit out. Third date, it'll probably put out. He's like, what is a day? I don't know. It could be a second, could be a eternity. Better fuck it now, you know. Motherfucking no. I'm not sure I follow that logic actually. What is time? Better fucking no. I think uh Yeah. I think it was under like Bill Cosby's defense attorney said that. Thank you. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like your your client stands accused of forty five counts of rape. What is time? Better <laughs> fuck it now. <laughs> Acquitted on all charges. Is, is that the title of this next one? That this this podcast like uh, Bill Cosby or Radagast is Bill Cosby. <laughs> I don't Bill Cosby the Brown. <laughs> oh, Caleb, you took this in a racial direction. That's too far. <laughs> Let's retreat back into the safe haven of rape jokes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Before anyone accuses us of being racist. <laughs> you know what's the worst is it's like somebody makes, you know a rape joke, and you're laughing, and then there's somebody else with you that's like, how is that funny? How is rape funny? And that just makes it so much funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this person's offended, this is the perfect joke! Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's often the subtext, right? It's like, sure, rape is funny on its own, <laughs> but also, it's funny when, you know, People are offended by it, and so that's, like, the underlying, like, socio thing that, you know, makes it even funnier. Um, so it works on it works on multiple levels, is all I'm saying. You know, it's it's strange. When you make a dead baby joke, no one's ever like, oh, so you really hate babies? I mean, ah, go on. People don't like those. Um... <laughs> I always wondered, like, where is the line exactly? Because there's a really common joke that people think is very funny, and they've thought it's funny for almost 30 years now, and that's child death. Kenny dies on almost every episode of South Park, and that's yeah. hilarious. Well, like, you know, I mean, I, like... 
even so, it's not nice to make fun of people at all. And, like, most jokes, someone's the butt of a joke. I've always thought it was interesting that it's okay to make fun of someone for being stupid as long as they're not clinically diagnosed as, like, mentally retarded. Like, it's weird. Like, the stupider they are, the better it is to make fun of them until they're so stupid that it's, you know, clinically diagnosable, and then you're terrible. I mean, this is like all redneck jokes, right? (laughs) Right. I I think Doug Stanhope could, uh, he'd beg to differ. (laughs) <laughs> there's no there's no point at which you should stop making fun of people for stupidity, retarded or not. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> he has a certain perspective. <laughs> Listener, if uh, you've never listened yeah. to his stand-up, probably don't. Yeah. If, you're, if you've ever been offended by anything ever, yeah. probably shouldn't listen to it. I mean, frankly, if you're still listening, you'll love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> <to be fair. laughs> true. I mean, it's like this, but a lot better. I mean, it's a ton of, like, most comedy is not nice. Like, even if you have a really hypothetical, like, even, like, children's books, like, oh, remember Silly Amelia Bedelia, like, the domestic yeah. servant who was, didn't understand things because she was way, way on the autistic spectrum. Like, <laughs> we're laughing at her stupid mistakes. That's, comedy is not nice. It's inherently... If I don't know, is, is making fun of somebody inherently not nice? Well, I mean, look at roasts. They say terrible things, and it's in good fun. It's, it's all about the spirit which it's intended. The The only issue for me is when... Uh, I think once you've established that you're into dark comedy, you can say anything. I don't know. I think it's actually the spirit at which it's received more than anything. Because I've been insulted... Um, by people trying to make me feel bad, and yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah, on this pod, even. <laughs> yeah. Daily. By you guys. And yeah. my parents, mostly. Yeah. It's like Colin just calling you up for your 5.30 a.m. berating. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs an alarm? <laughs> I don't know. You don't you don't hear that stance nearly as often. Like it's not the um, the intention of the joke. It's more the uh, how the receiver of the joke takes it. Well, I mean, really, that's how communication in general works. Communication you have to you have to tailor it to your audience. So sender like, and receiver. Right. If synax synax. Right, there's a, uh, for instance, if you're over in, like, East Asia, you see a lot of swastikas everywhere. It's a Buddhist symbol. I'm not offended by a swastika on a Buddhist statue in or Mongolia. Um, whereas if, if I'm in Nebraska and I'm walking around and I see a swastika, my dick gets hard so fast. Yeah. Um, now, is it pronounced swastika and not swastika? Because you're saying it funny and it bothers me. How am I saying it? Swastika? Yeah. Like, it's a swastika. Swastika, putting an H. Ah, like Schwartz. Use the swastika. Use the swastika. I mean, it was originally designed by Sean Connery, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just supposed to be like the swastika. Swastika. It's like, uh, you're, you're from, you know, 
Hey, Schmalsticker. I don't want this. <laughs> okay. What? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll get it in post. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it in post. Whatever it was. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I'll give you the title of this episode. We'll get it in post. <laughs> every time we say that, every time we say we'll get it in post, we're going to put Long Johnson Cat in there. <laughs> I mean, that's what we mean, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, should be. But, you know, I feel like that that one time, uh, was Tracy Morgan went on a uh, homophobic rant, and his career got kind of put on ice for, like, two or three years. And I was like, okay, you know, dark comedy isn't his thing, and, like, he was just full-on ranting, whatever. But I feel like Daniel Tosh, he can say whatever because he's already established himself as in the theater of dark comedy. Yeah, his and his shtick, his shtick is I say things that are awful. And so if he says something that's awful, people are like, hey, that's awful, it's like, well, yes, that's his shtick. Yeah, Where that's, what you expect. That, that's not... That's not uh, Tracy Morgan's shtick, so when he does it, it's like, uh, 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 you're just telling your feelings, and you're not actually just trying to be funny. Where I think, once you come out of the... So, uh, listener, my my advice to you in life is just establish yourself as a giant asshole as early as often, because we're all just graded on a curve. Yeah, amen. That is... <laughs> yeah, look at that. I, I like the way you ended that. We're all just graded on a curve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck, that's... I don't know. It's deeper in my mind than it probably actually is. Yeah, I have that hanging over my uh, my door. It's like in uh, in the Matrix where you know the uh, whatever the prophet the or whoever says, is. "Know thyself" in like Latin or some pretentious bullshit. <laughs> this is you're graded on a curve. <laughs> it's written in like Latin or some pretentious bullshit. My biggest regret in life was like being an Eagle Scout when I was, or, like, getting Eagle Scout when I was in the high school, I should have just fucking done meth and, like, fuck sheep. Because then everything after that would be like, oh, old Ethan's really turned his life around. <laughs> you know, you're not Yeah, that's wrong. true. Yeah. Yeah. People always like uh, a reformed person more than they like a person who is good the whole time. Yep, they, they do. It's, it is, a, yeah, it is really true. Um, I mean, look at Bill Cosby. He probably hasn't raped anybody in the last, like, two years. Yeah. How he's fallen from grace. Yeah. I mean, he's reformed, but nobody cuts him any slack. Yeah. Bill Cosby, your staff is broken. <laughs> Cosby the Brown. <laughs> I had to bring it back. Hey, come on, Caleb, there's a line here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> He's not brown, I guess. I, yeah. I think that's that's also racist. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard all day. Bill Cosby, the brown. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have made Radagast in the movie a black person, that would have been so fucking funny. <laughs> You'd be, like, literally the one black person in the whole movie's whole fucking series. It would have saved that god-awful mess they called the Hobbit trilogy. You, it, it would have had to have been Samuel L. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, that's He's the only... everything. If you're going to get a black person, that's what you're going to have to get, right? Right. Samuel right. L., yeah. That's actually, like, what the like the affirmative action quote is actually say. If you're going to get a black person, that's got to be Samuel L. Yep, yep. yep. That's in the... Uh, Screen Actors Guild's, guilds bylines. 
That's the, the minimum acceptable amount of black people. Yeah, Samuel L. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even use his last name. Everybody just knows. Yeah. Yeah, some, some company got in big trouble for hiring discrimination. They're like, well, we were, we'd love to hire anyone, but we got to get Samuel L. He's got to break the ice. Yeah. That white ice. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he has to be the forerunner. That's actually, little known fact, he was actually president for two minutes before Barack Obama. They had to bring him in here and warm it up. Like, oh. Yeah, he, he was basically the MC at the inauguration. Yep. Yeah. I, I would have I would have liked to see that actually. Uh, it's, it's a shame I wasn't I wasn't able to to make it. I was uh, I was too busy. Um, I had something for this. We'll get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, guys, I think uh, I think we did it. We had another This, this is the pause. best podcast we've done. <laughs> as long as we keep Sarah off of it, we do a really great job. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Listener, if um, if you've listened this far, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the what the hell, man? Shame. Come on. Ding ding ding. Shame. Don't encourage it. Ding ding ding. Don't download it. Don't yeah. encourage it. Yeah. Don't do it. And um, and well, so across the country, they're going to be rerunning um, the uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, extended edition in theaters. So we'll see you there in a couple months. I mean, our two listeners, three listeners, whoever it is, if you're there, we'll definitely see you there or something. Yeah, Slow we'll be at all of them. You're home for nothing but Tolkien and racism. <laughs> <laughs> One in the same. Until next time, listener, goodbye! Goodbye! Oh, no, 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 no,